The Pharisees don't realize this whole story is about the heart of God and how much he rejoices when one lost sinner is saved and how valuable every person is to him. I really get the sense when Jesus says in that verse, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I think Jesus looked right at the Pharisees when he talked about the 99 righteous persons who think they are so holy. Welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thanks for joining Family Life on-air host Randy Snavely as he digs into the story lessons taught by the world's greatest teacher, Jesus. In this episode, it's part two of The Search and Rescue Shepherd, taken from chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke. In our parable, the shepherd leaves behind the other 99 sheep and went after the one. He's a picture of the Lord Jesus. Our rescuer left heaven behind to come and find us. We are the lost sheep. It wasn't our intention to be lost, but we wandered here and we wandered there and eventually ended up in places where we really didn't want to be. Perhaps for a while, the wandering and living in the moment was fun and exciting, but eventually we realized It isn't fun being lost and not knowing where we are going. But the parable has a happy ending. The shepherd is successful in finding the sheep, and he rejoices. The sheep isn't hurt. It hasn't been eaten by wild animals. It's alive and well. The shepherd is so overjoyed, he picks up the lamb and carries it home on his shoulders. Now, you need to understand something about sheep. They're valuable. Their wool never stops growing, and it can be sold for a lot of money. In 2015, some Turkish shepherds left a herd of nearly 1,500 sheep to graze while they went to eat breakfast. While the men were eating, one of the sheep stepped over a cliff ledge and fell to its death. Sheep are not only prone to wander, they are also followers. Other sheep began to jump off the cliff like they saw the first one did, and the rest of the herd followed. 450 sheep were killed. The other 1,000-plus were saved by the cushioned pile of dead sheep. The estimated loss? Over $100,000. Sheep are valuable. The shepherd rejoices even though he knows he has to carry the animal all the way back to where the rest of the herd was. And when he finally gets back with the lost sheep, they have a huge celebration. His friends, family, neighbors, and fellow shepherds all party with him. The shepherd's rejoicing is an important aspect of this parable. You see, his rejoicing and the extravagance of the celebration reveals just how valuable people are to God. The Bible makes it clear that human beings are made in his image. We are of unspeakable value to him. The number of Honus Wagner baseball cards in existence is right around 60. Honus Wagner was one of the greatest players to ever play the game. He was one of the first five members inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
Last August, one of his cards in pristine condition sold for $6.6 million. And this past April, a card that was not in great condition, it had three of its sides cut off and there were some creases in the card, it sold for $1.5 million. I mention this to point out an object's value is determined by the price someone is willing to pay for it. Jesus paid his life for you and for me. That's how valuable we are to him. During her second month of nursing school, the professor gave the students a quiz. The last question stumped most people in the class. It read, what is the first name of the woman who cleans the school? All the students had seen the cleaning woman several times. She was tall, dark-haired, in her 50s, but how would any of them know her name? Before class ended, one student asked if the last question would count toward the grade. Absolutely, said the prof. In your careers, you will meet many people. All are significant. They deserve your attention and care, even if all you do is smile and say hello. Well, the students never forgot that lesson. They also learned her name was Dorothy. You are listening to the Parable Podcast from Family Life. This episode is entitled The Search and Rescue Shepherd, Part 2. It's taken from Luke chapter 15, verses 3 through 7. God knows your name. He knows the number of hairs on your head. You have his attention all the time because he wants to be with you always. He cares for you so much that he wants you to give him all your burdens and worries so he can carry them instead of you having to. Another way we can see just how valuable we are to our Heavenly Father is by seeing and experiencing his heart toward us. Paul calls God the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort in 2 Corinthians 1.3. In his book, Gentle and Lowly, Dane Ortland writes, Just as a father begets children who reflect who he is, the Divine Father begets mercies that reflect him. There is a family resemblance between the Father and mercy. He is more the father of mercies than Satan is said to be the father of sin. Ortland then quotes Thomas Goodwin saying, God is the father of a variety of mercies. There is no sin or misery, but God has a mercy for it. If your heart be hard, his mercies are tender. If your heart be dead, he has mercy to liven it. If you be sick, he has mercy to heal you. If you be sinful, he has mercies to sanctify and cleanse you. As large and as various as our wants, so large are his mercies. And quoting Ortland again, your greatest treatment of yourself is less gentle than the way your heavenly father handles you. Because we are so valuable to God, Ortland adds, 
His tenderness toward you outstrips what you are capable of toward yourself. Talk about handling with care. Your value to God is almost beyond human comprehension. Well, like the other parables Jesus tells, this is a nice story. But like the others, some people see the lesson and some don't. I mentioned the Pharisees griping and grumbling and complaining blinded them to the hammer that Jesus was about to drop on them. Jesus says in verse 7, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The Pharisees don't realize this whole story is about the heart of God and how much he rejoices when one lost sinner is saved and how valuable every person is to him. I really get the sense when Jesus says in that verse, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I think Jesus looked right at the Pharisees when he talked about the 99 righteous persons who think they are so holy. The hammer that I mentioned is described this way by John MacArthur when he said he feels like Jesus is saying, How is it that God can be so eager, that God can be so desirous, that God can be so concerned to seek and save the lost, and you, you who claim to be God's representatives on earth, only despise the lost? I think Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, you don't want to be anywhere near these sinners and tax collectors. You refuse to eat with them. You despise them. But God not only wants to be with them, he rejoices over them and in the process demonstrates how valuable they are to him. God said in Ezekiel, I take no pleasure in the death of sinners. Well, I would suggest to you the flip side of that statement is equally true. He has great pleasure in their return and repentance toward Him. This has been the Parable Podcast with Randy Snavely. Click the subscribe button so you'll know when new episodes are released. And be sure to check out Family Life's other original podcasts, including If That Makes Sense, Business by the Book, and Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Your partnership makes podcasts like this possible. Find out more at familylife.org.